on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily, period pains. Why is menstruation still so taboo? Do you change your life for one week because of that time of the month? Still using pads? Then let me tell it to you straight. Tampax can change the way you feel about that time. Remember, there's a feeling with Tampax. It can actually change the way you feel about your period. That's Courtney Cox pre-Friends fame on a Tampax ad in America in 1985. But what's interesting about this ad is it's the first time the word period was used in the advertising of such products. You see, whatever you call them, and we've heard them all, from anti-flow to the monthly visitor to having the painters in, Periods have, and always will be, a reality for half the population of the world. It's funny, I I call um, my period uh, a roller going rollerblading with the dogs. And yet, even in 2022, it can still seem taboo and something of a conversation stopper. Like an instant this week, when one of the world's top golfers, Lydia Ko, left a well-known sports interviewer absolutely lost for words when she candidly told him the reason for having her physiotherapist on call during a tournament. You asked for Chris Wicker to come out and give you a little physical therapy as well. Is that a concern moving forward? I hope not. It's that time of the month. I know the ladies watching are probably like, yeah, I got you. (laughs) So um, when that happens, my back gets really tight and I'm all twisted. And it's not the first time that Chris has uh, seen me twisted. It felt a lot better after he came. So, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. I know you're lost for words, Jerry. I'm Denise Callanan, and today on the Indo Daily, we're talking about periods, how the subject has evolved over the years, and why issues like period poverty are as big a problem as ever. Joining me today is Irish independent feature writer Tanya Sweeney. Tanya, what did you make of Lydia Coe being so open? I mean, look, I love it. I love any woman who's going to bash a taboo over the head. I mean, I thought Jerry was a little bit uh, anachronistic personally, you know. <laughs> and, and I suppose, you know, we've never really heard anyone past using the period uh, to get out of PE in school. I'm not sure, you know, I've heard personally too many women just talking about it 
as a matter of conversation, you know, or, or talking about their, their cycles. But then I went online and I started to find a couple of celebrities who've just kind of brought them up in, in interviews. And um, I found out that Kate Winslet once said that she she had her period during the making of Titanic, which is, I mean, that stands to reason because a shoot like that would have been two months. You're going to have two periods and that's fine, love. <laughs> Sophie, Sophie Turner, you know, who's pregnant now, the Game of Thrones actress, I mean, she she was caught crying on the street by a paparazzo and she she just basically said, look, periods are a bitch, lad. Damn straight, I was crying. Have you never had cram? So there are people who are just sort of talking about this and, and, and normalising it. There are 800 million women on or, or people on their period at any given moment in time. So chances are someone you know or someone in your office or someone on your bus or whatever is on their period. But And we spent half the month either gearing up for it having the period or recovering from it. So it's 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 sort of strange how little we talk about it, given how how commonplace they are. Yeah. And Lydia Ko, it wasn't a name I even knew before this week, Tanya. And now the reaction she has received, she has received so much praise. Do you think this reaction alone says a lot about how we view periods being out there as a discussion? Absolutely. I mean, look, I mean, she was praised for normalising them in sport. And I mean, that is a huge kind of barrier to break. You know, I mean, people never, ever talk in, especially in sports circles, they never talk about this and and they would never use it as a mitigating factor for their performance. I I mean, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And she was rightly praised for for kind of talking about it. And I'm sure there were some guys going, you know, TMI, this is a bit skeevy for me, you know, but I think in the main, she's she's uh, landed on radar as, as uh, someone who's a bit of a straight talker, which I love. Is it a growing up in Ireland full of shame thing or what do you think is actually stopping us from having that conversation here, Tanya? Do you know what? I don't know. Look, when I was finding out about periods in my own house, I grew up in a, a typical Catholic household. My mother was from Donegal. And I remember her saying to me, I was only about eight or nine, you know, and she was doing her bits and bobs, you know, and I was like, what's all this going on here, you know? She was like, listen, every woman gets this period thing. Even Madonna gets them. Now, when I heard that Madonna was getting them, I knew there was no way out of the of the period thing. So, I mean, I was lucky. I, you know, grew up in a household where, you know, we, we cut to the chase fairly quickly. But I do know a lot of people who had to rely on just 17 um, for, for all of their information on tampons, on how to get them, on how to insert them, on, you know, what's, why am I getting my period? You know, I mean, um, and, and the problem is, of course, just 17 and it's like are, are no longer around, you know. So I do wonder how very young girls are getting that very elementary information these days. And also, like kids don't recognise a taboo. Like I remember the weekend I got my first period and my mother was away for the weekend and I just was a bit emotional. I went downstairs and told my dad oh. and he gave me a hug and that was it. Oh, but then when I told amazing. when I when I told friends after, people were shocked that I had actually told my dad about it. So something must happen, Tanya, in those early teen years where it does become a taboo for young women to talk about it. I think so. Now, it's interesting you say that because I, I was nearly 16 getting my first period. You know, I was way late out of the tracks. Like, And I remember kind of being really worried about that. Of course, Just 17 had my back and they were like, don't worry, it's coming. You know, just hang tight. 
And sure enough, it did. But uh, yeah, I, I had a similar celebration. I mean, I was just so delighted to see it there, you know, when it when it did finally show up. So um, we definitely had a celebration that it was, you know, I was on my merry way to womanhood at nearly 16, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's a fascinating thing. And, and, and actually, dads should definitely be part of the conversation more, you know. I mean, I think moving forward... I think it's always been, hasn't it? That kind of female thing. You go off and you buy your box of tampons. You go off and you buy your bra. Why aren't fathers more involved in this? Periods are just a fact of life. They shouldn't be sort of ghettoized to the female members of the of the family, for sure. On days like this, special days. More women trust Tampax than any other tampon or pad. You gotta trust somebody. You gotta trust somebody. Tampax, even more than protection. Tanya, let's talk ads. So we all know the ad of the woman in her white lycra and she's roller skating around on the first day of her period because she's using a certain product and she's able to do that. And she's living and loving life because of this new slick tampon. Were you somebody who rolled your eyes at those adverts? Well, you know, in the 90s, it's funny, I I call um, my period, uh, I'm roller going rollerblading with the dogs, you know, so... (laughs) Um, that's my of the of the myriad euphemisms we use. I am going rollerblading with the dogs at any given time. I mean, look, the thing about the tam the tampon adverts and and sanitary towel adverts. I mean, it always perturbed me. The blue water, you know. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if we were, if we as a, a civilization were ready for for red water or blood or whatever else you know and blue blue water um was enough to illustrate we'll say the uh, absorbency or efficacy of any given sanitary product they were so simplistic those ads weren't they I mean like you say a woman used these products and she simply got on with her life in fact her life was enhanced if anything else she was able to wear her white jeans and go off and and have a great old time. And I mean, anyone who has ever had a period knows that you're not exactly racing up uh, Crow Patrick with the with the joys of the world on your back. No, in your white jeans. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, you know, I, I understand that that's what the, the ads, they, they do have a, a function and a role and a, a message, you know. But I mean, God, I don't think very few ads have gotten to the real nub of the of the situation, you know, and there's definitely a, a, a gap in the market for that, I think. And Tanya, we had a little bit more of a serious situation then in 2020 because there was a tampon ad banned here in Ireland from Irish screens. It had received a total of 84 complaints from the public and the Advertising Standards Authority said that yes, it did cause some general offence. Welcome back. We have got a great show for you today. So tell me, how many of you ever feel your tampon? You shouldn't it might mean your tampon isn't in far enough. you got to get them up there, girls. Example, our special Tampax Pearl Compact Grip Design is your guide to comfort. Just pull it, lock it, and put it in. Not just the tip, up to the grip. So get them up there, girls, with Tampax. Should that ad have been removed from Irish screens, Tanya? I am astounded. I mean, I'm presuming now, without casting aspersions on the complainants, I'm presuming these are people who, who balk when they see women breastfeeding because, you know, like... 
at the end of the day, a tampon is not a sexual um, thing. We're not, we're not doing it to get our kick. And I see what that ad is doing. You know, it's 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 creating a a very sort of informal look at here's the here's the way of it, girls. You have to really get that up there. <laughs> but I mean, I find it really strange that people thought that this was sexualizing the use of tampons. To me, it's a very informative ad, you know, and I think these ads that actually tell you, look, you're not doing this right. I mean, I, I read a piece in Marie Claire, right? And this is interesting. 42% of users don't insert applicator tampons properly. In the 18 to 24-year-old age group, 58% of them are using applicator tampons incorrectly. 79% of people experience discomfort while wearing them. So we're not doing it right. And we need to be told this. I think that ad does a really great job of just, you know, using plain language and going, not just the tip, get it on up there, you know, to the grip. And, you know, I, I really, I, my, the mind boggles about what, you know, people complain about in this day and age, to be honest. And it was only two years ago, Tanya, which is, which makes the mind boggle even more. Absolutely. Well, I, uh, the Advertising Standards Authority did say they didn't agree that it was demeaning to women. They didn't agree that it was unsuitable for children and they didn't agree that it included sexual innuendo. But because it had caused general offence, that's why it was taken from Irish screens I think it possibly um, contained an educational message. Some of the complaints, because they were as part of the decision, they're uh, published, you know, so all 84 complaints were out there and some felt they didn't think it was appropriate for children to be watching the ad before 9pm. Some stated they felt young women new to the product could find themselves embarrassed in front of somebody that they were watching TV with. One complainant said the content was belittling to women and an unfair playing field when it comes to women's private matters. And another one, which I just, I can't with, deal with this complaint, said they think the imagery in the ad may give the false impression to young males that if young girls were using tampons, that the likelihood was they were having sex. Tanya, there's definitely an educational message to be put out, isn't there? Well, it just goes to show you that, you know, the, the messaging around tampons and periods is so screwy. I mean, first off, private matter. It's it's your body doing something that, you know, like it, 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 I, I just find it so strange that people have these ideas about, you know, periods and sex. Now, I understand Period blood is a very, very potent symbol. You might remember there was a marathon runner a few years ago who decided to just free bleed during her period. And there was something so seismic about that. It seemed like a very, very um, explainable thing to me. It's like, you know, you do you love, you know, to be fair. Yeah. But people went absolutely balubas about it. And I think there's just this massive taboo still about periods, about period blood, uh, seeing periods. I mean, there really are... Um, the most invisible thing. And women have been kind of conditioned culturally to just kind of put up with it, shut up about it, uh, don't need to know if you're a tampon or a towel woman. Um, you know, I mean, we just so very rare, we just get on with life, you know, and, and that's the woman's way, way really, isn't it? Just get on with things and and don't inconvenience wider society with your, you know, kind of um, your chat about or excuses about having periods, which are very debilitating. I mean, let's be honest, Sometimes they are so incredibly debilitating. Um, we just never, ever acknowledge it in society. It's just it's just so weird, you know, and I find those excuses for those ads just incredibly um, archaic. When was the last time you talked about your period? I do it all the time, even when no one's really listening. 
But it's not just the graphic details of my monthly bleed that I like to share with my slightly unenthusiastic friends and family. It's something else. It's a hidden problem, an unknown crisis, something you probably haven't heard of and yet is happening right here, right now in the UK. It's period poverty. Tanya, period poverty. It's a term we don't really hear enough about. It's basically where women and girls can't afford tampons or sanitary towels. And it's something we often associate with, you know, third world countries. But actually, it's, it's a global problem. You know, I found out of the 800 million people who were having a period at any given time, 500 million people live without access to menstrual hygiene. I mean, that is massive. Now, that might sound, you know, kind of a bit abstract. If you're a person who cannot afford tampons or sanitary towels or the pain relief that goes along with having a period, you're, you're essentially stuck in your house, you know? And I keep hearing instances of people in developed countries women and girls who can't go to school, who can't go to work, who feel completely uncomfortable leaving the house because for one or two days they are they are bleeding heavily and they can't do anything about it, you know? And you start looking at the, the figures. I mean, I went on to boots.com before I went on this item. Now, um, towels are about, sanitary towels are about 285 for 22. Tampons are €2.75 for 18. So let's do a few sums on that. That's about €513. Euro you have a box, we'll say, for two months, you know, that's 513 euro in 30 years of periods, you know. But according to US statistics, the average person spends $1,773 in their lifetime having uh, for period products, you know. I mean, that's a mind-boggling figure. My jaw literally drops as I heard about girls as young as 10 years old or 18 like me routinely missing school for the simple fact that they couldn't afford sanitary products. Girls in the UK have to choose between an education they need and deserve or going to school using horrific and almost primitive alternatives like toilet paper, old socks or newspaper. That's a young British woman there, Amika George on TED Talk, spelling out the problems in the UK about young women and older women who actually stop their lives, Tanya, like you mentioned, for the week that they have their period. We have our own initiatives here now in Ireland to try and help women get their hands on what are essential products. Can you tell us a little bit about it, Tanya? We absolutely do. Now, the thing is, it's it's worth mentioning that Ireland is the only country in the EU that has zero tax rate on sanitary goods. I mean, elsewhere, you'll have heard of the pink tax, and that is, you know, VAT. It, menstrual products are taxed as luxury items in a way that, you know, toilet paper, condoms, and groceries aren't, you know. So, I mean, that's one thing that is is great. But And, you know, activists um, are, are attempting to, to have this removed across, you know, the developing countries. In Ireland, we have, um, you know, in Lidl, for instance, they have a period poverty initiative where you get a free box of tampons or towels through their their app their little plus app um there's a, a, an organization called homeless period ireland who donate sanitary products to charities you know and they're trying to kind of promote the idea that we should be shouting a little bit louder for free products if you're in a school or workplace you know we should be demanding it like toilet paper there are just a number of of kind of ways in which we can 
sort of start advocating for ourselves and, and menstruating people to just have ready access to this stuff in the same way that when you walk into a into a toilet, there's toilet paper. You don't have to bring your own toilet paper with you wherever you go. Tanya, there's a government report and it's estimating that women spend an average of €121 annually on period products and pain relief. But it really is up to, you know, women individually because everybody has a different experience with their period. So this could be quite a conservative estimate, really, couldn't it? It sounds like a very conservative estimate. And, you know, I mean, there are all these new products kind of flooding the market as well, which are definitely worth talking about. There's the Moon Cup, you know, um, which I haven't yet had the pleasure, but I've heard it's an amazing uh, product to use. There are period pants, which I'm incredibly curious about, to be fair. Apparently, these can absorb um, quite a lot of blood without there being any kind of, you know, smell or wetness or whatever. I, I don't know how they, they do that. Um, but they sound fantastic. And anyone I know that has them is 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 absolutely sold on them. But, you know, there's the, the tampons, the pads, the pain relief, and also just the couple of days where your 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 life is effectively on hold. I mean, I, know, I don't know you can put a price on it, but, you know, there's a definite, I, I would love to see the figures saying how the, you know, absenteeism or period, um, period pain affects the Irish economy, to be fair. Tanya, can you tell us a little bit about the 2014 hashtag like a girl campaign? Yeah, I mean, I think this might have been an initiative um, originated with the Always brand. And it's, you know, it basically did some research and realised that, you know, women or girls who were approaching puberty were tackling a number of societal limitations, you know, among them period poverty, but also, you know, not wanting to, you know, get involved in sports and just feeling really uncomfortable in themselves. And this was an initiative that was just encouraging, you know, young girls to tackle those societal limitations and and to really, you know, get comfortable with the idea of getting comfortable during your period, really. Because we both know it's not easy being a girl, but it's, it is great being a girl as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's great being a girl for maybe not two days of the month. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and the two days before that, yes. <laughs> Tanya, we're both mums of young daughters. Do you think they will be sitting here in two decades time talking about the same thing? Or do you think we'll ever get to the stage where periods won't be taboo? I really hope you're right. I hope it gets to the point where you will be able to just walk into any social situation and, and say you're on your period without it sounding, you know, gross or confrontational or disgusting. I mean, we, we are having these very sort of interesting uh, points right now. Disney Pixar's Turning Red was released this year, and that just seems to have really brought the conversation around. Maybe, I know this is upsetting, but we are going to get through this together. I have ibuprofen, vitamin B, a hot water bottle, and pads. Regular overnight scented, unscented, thin, ultra thin, ultra thin with wings. Awesome! Just leave them by the sink! Mimi, perhaps we should talk about why this is happening. No! I mean, no, it's okay! You are a woman now, and your body is starting to change. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Mom! This is a a film in which a girl morphs into a a red giant panda, you know, accidentally, and it's, there's definitely metaphorical connections to to your period, you know, and a lot of parents were, were were really kind of freaked out about that. But Disney are completely unapologetic about opening up that conversation for young women, and I'm just delighted that um you know 
it's been kind of blown open a little bit, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, and I hope, you know, something like Lydia Ko just saying it in casual conversation does bust open that taboo and, and pave the way towards this becoming a bit more central in our lives, you know, as a talking point and as an experience, really. And our thanks today to Tanya Sweeney. I'm Denise Callanan, and today's Indo Daily episode was produced by Siobhan Maguire, with research by Tabitha Monaghan, recorded by Gavin Hennessy, and sound design by Dara Kelly. Our archive clips were from Independent.ie, TED Talks, RTE News, Tampax, Kotex, and Bodyform adverts, the LPGA official Twitter page, and Disney and Pixar's Turning Red. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.